Welcome to Soul Rio, a church where God is made center, families made stronger, and lives restored. Today's sermon is entitled, The Gift Changes Lives, presented by Pastor Floyd Silva on September 30th, 2018. I just want to take a moment before we start to, to, to give God a hand for the amazing servants that we have that, that lead us every week in, in a time of worship. They, they bring us to the throne of grace, don't they? Pray, praise God for every person that, that helps and serves in that capacity. We're so grateful for that. And it truly is the love of God that, that draws us near. Well, this morning what I want to do as we continue in our series, The Inexpressible Gift, is I want us to talk about the most important aspect of a Christian life. It's part of the gift that we've been given, and it, it's really what defines us as Christians. It's what helps us to know other Christians, to know what their life is and what they're doing and how they live it is a reflection of this gift that we've been given. And it's simply just this. It's life change. You know, I know many of you have great stories about life change and what God has done in your life and how he's working in you and how he's bringing about that change in your life. You know, Romans chapter 12, verses one and two, uh, Paul says this, he says, I appeal to you therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship, he says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So you and I, we've been given this gift, and it's a gift that will change our lives. It's a gift that if we allow it to, will move us to a new place, a new life. But there's something that has to happen before that change happens. There has to be an, an acknowledgement of where that change comes from. In our passage today in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, Paul talks about this change, this life change. So if you would grab your Bibles, grab your iPhones, your iPads, or whatever you use as far as Bible. There's Bibles under the chairs there in front of you if you need one. And let's open up to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. But as we do this, I want to ask us a question. I want us to ask ourselves a question. The question is just simply this, and it comes from the passage in Romans 12. It says, will, will I conform to this world or will I allow God to transform my mind? Will I conform to the things of this world or will I allow God to transform me into the person he created me to be? See, the reality is we have a choice. It's, it's our call. Personally, it, it is our decision, not only today, but every day that we live this life, whether or not we will allow this world to change us or we'll allow God to change us. So here's what needs to happen if you want to make the choice to be transformed. You have to do what Paul says here in Romans chapter 12. You have to surrender. That's a key element. That's our, our very first step is, is surrendering our lives as a living sacrifice to the God that created us and that loves us so much. See, our very first step in all this process would be an aspect of surrender. And this means that you give everything to God, not just a piece of God to God, not just my hand or my foot or, or my, my income or my house or my kids or my family. It's everything that we've been given 
We surrender it all, every aspect, every area of our life. And in those moments, we'll see God change us. We'll see God move us and help us to become the people that he created us to be. See, we are being offered a gift, and this gift is salvation. And in order to receive this salvation, we have to surrender ourselves to God as living sacrifices. We have to be willing to die to our old and come into this new life that God is offering us. And it's a gift. It's a gift of new life. It's a gift of eternal life. And this change will happen naturally as we allow God to renew our minds, to change our mindsets. We'll see things differently. We'll respond differently. And you know what will happen? People will notice. People will see it. Lives will be changed because of your changed life. But I want you to understand something. This doesn't mean that we'll become perfect. I think we make a mistake sometimes as Christians that, that we have to become perfect so we seek to change our lives. We seek to go out and do the things that we think God wants for us. And then what happens? We stumble. We fall. We make a mistake. We miss the mark because we're seeking perfection instead of seeking the perfect. And that perfect is Jesus Christ. And that's who will bring about the change in our life. See, the fact of the matter is that as we fall deeper in love with our Savior, the more we will pursue what is good and acceptable, what is perfect. And I'll tell you that perfect has a name and his name is Jesus. See, knowing him moves us to not only draw deeper in love with him, but it helps us to help others draw deeper in love with him. So let's pray together before we read our passage. Father, this morning we come before, we come into your presence. Lord, we thank you for the love that you've shown us. Lord, it's an unconditional love. It's an agape type of love. A love that transforms us. A love that changes us. A love that, that brings us to a place of understanding that we do need a savior. Father, each and every person that's walked into this service this morning carries with them something whether it be a need, whether it be a hurt, whether it be a desire, whether it be a struggle. Father, we come into your presence and we we bow our hearts to you and we ask, Father, this morning that you would change us. Whether it be changing our circumstance, whether it be changing our lives, whether it be changing our thought process, whether it be changing our hearts. Father, we come before you And we trust in you and we believe that you are the God of change. That you've offered us this gift, this gift of salvation, this aspect of life that we have yet to experience and to understand. Father, as we open up your word, I pray that you would just draw upon our hearts the things that you have for us, Father. That you would remind us that you are the God of change. That you would change us into the people that you want us to be. And our part in that is just simply to surrender, to present our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable because of Jesus, because of who he is, not because of who we are. Father, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your righteousness. And thank you, Father, for your son, Jesus Christ. And as we open up these words, as we listen to the word from Paul to the church, Father, help us to understand those things that you have for us this morning. We love you and we praise you and we do it all in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Well, this morning we're going to be in chapter 3 of 2 Corinthians, and we're going to read the first three verses together. I would encourage you to, if you haven't already, to read this whole chapter, because there's a whole lot. We could spend the rest of the day talking about it, but we're going to talk about the first six verses in this chapter, and then we're going to kind of end it with an aspect of what he says as we move towards this change that God desires for us. Starting in verse 1, Paul says, Are we beginning to commend ourselves again? Or do we need, as some do, letters of recommendation to you or from you? You yourselves are our letters of recommendation written on our hearts to be known and read by all. And you show that you are a letter from Christ delivered by us, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. Such is the confession or the confidence that we have through Christ towards God. Not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything as coming from us, but our sufficiency is from God, who has made us sufficient to be ministers of a new covenant. Not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the, but the, the Spirit gives life. See, Paul is helping us to understand how important we are to this world. See, we see several things here, and I want us to note these things about life change. See, he's pointing us to the aspect of how God has changed the life of the church. And the first thing that we see here is that, that your life matters. I think it's important for us to understand how important my life is, how important your life is. See, in the first couple of verses, he says this, are we beginning to commend ourselves again? Or do we need, as some do, letters of recommendation to you or from you? And here it is in the verse 2. He says, you yourselves are letters of recommendation written on our hearts to be known and read by all. Do you hear that? See the importance of their life, that their life matters, that your life matters, that you are a letter to be read and known by all. So I want to offer you this this morning. Because I think sometimes as a church, we get confused as we, we gather together. We come for specific reasons with a specific purpose. And sometimes we get, uh, have a little bit misunderstanding of what church is and what it should look like. And I want to offer you this. Is that the success of the church is a reflection of the people, not just of the pastor. See, the success rests in your arms just as much as it does in mine. And I think that's what Paul is saying here to the church. He's, he's reminding them of the importance of their lives. That they are this beautiful letter, this beautiful letter of God to the world around them. I want to remind you this morning, your life was intended to be this beautiful letter from God to the world around us this beautiful picture of this love that we sing and praise God for each and every single day. See, and it's a reflection of the life change that happens in every one of us. The things that God does in and through you is a reflection of this letter that God is writing to the world around us. And it isn't amazing that he's doing it through you and I. He's writing on our hearts through the Spirit the things that he wants the world to see and hear and know. See, in Ephesians chapter 4, 
verses 11 through 13, he says that he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers. He gave them to equip the saints for the work of ministry. Do you see the the correlation here of the body of Christ working together for this life change? How important every life matters. Every gift matters. He says to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we attain to the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood and to the measure of of the stature of the fullness of Christ. See, to me, that that is such a a beautiful picture of what Paul is saying here in 2 Corinthians. He's saying you are a letter. And God is working not only through the saints, through the prophets, through the pastors, through the shepherds, but he is working through you. And your life matters because in your life, in your ministry, God is going to write this beautiful letter to the world around us. And he is going to use you to to build up the body of Christ, to bring more people in to this family that we call Soul Real Church. He's going to equip you, he's going to gift you, and he's going to use you for that very purpose. He is going to mature each and every one of us. You know, we always talk about the New Testament church. So I I, I want you to turn to Acts chapter 2. And this is where we get this picture of the New Testament church, what the church looks like in today's times. See, we see this this wonderful picture of the church starting in verse 41 in Acts chapter 2. Here is a reflection of what Paul is saying as he speaks to them. Acts chapter 2, verse 41 He says, so those who received his word were baptized and there were added that day about 3,000 souls. Then in verse 42, he said, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And awe came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and at all things in common. Again, the unity. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord did what? He added to their number day by day, those who were being saved. Do you see how when God moves upon his people, when he brings life change, what happens to the world around us? You know, I don't know about you guys, but but I want our world to be changed, right? I, I would love for our world to be different. We see poverty, we see hungry, we hunger, we see brokenness, we see all kinds of chaos happening all around us. All of the things that God has given us, our world has perverted. And, 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 and you, in your hearts and, and in your prayers, you say, God, God, please save this world. Help us to be better. But I, I want to offer you this. If we truly want the world to be better, don't, don't we as Christians need to be better first? Don't, don't we need to first realize how important our life is 
to the world around us? That my life matters? See, the, the church we see here in Acts, this New Testament church that they're talking, they, they realized how important their life was, how important their life is. So important that, that it affects us today. As we read this and we see the testimony, the letter that God has written on their hearts through the power of His Spirit and the life change that happened, we preach it and we talk about it and we celebrate it. We hang it on our walls. And we remind each other of the importance and the value of what God wants to do, not only in us, but through us. See, we are the church. We are the body of Christ. And I think it's so important for us to understand and really realize that we have to surrender our lives completely. There's your picture of what it looks like. They gave completely. They surrendered everything they had. So that why? so that others might have also. See, and you gotta imagine all of these people in this community that didn't know Jesus or hadn't seen Jesus yet, they saw the image bearers of Jesus. They, they saw these lives that, that were changed and they were wondering and, and just didn't understand why and how, but they were interested. I gotta imagine there was probably a lot of questions that were asked in those moments to a lot of people. See, this life change comes through this precious gift that we call salvation. And salvation comes through you and I completely surrendering our lives as living sacrifices. See, this morning, I hope you guys understand. I hope that you know how important your life is. Not only to me, but to those that are sitting right next to you the letter that God is writing on your hearts through the power of His Spirit right now at this moment is important. And it will make a difference in our community. So but the one thing that we have to realize, and, and you might be asking yourself this right now, well, well, how does this life change happen? You know, I've been trying to change my life for a long time and it just doesn't seem to work. It just kind of, I keep going down that road and, and I stumble and I fall and I, and I make all these mistakes and then I'm just back right where I started from at the beginning. Well, I want to offer you this. This is what I think the answer is. We've got to stop trying to change ourselves, and we have to start allowing God to change us. Amen to that? Isn't it God who changes us? See, because I can't change you. I can't change myself. Your spouse can't change you. Your kids can't change you. Your parents can't change you. Only God can change you. So if we really and truly want this change as we surrender our lives, we understand that our lives matter and we have to know that your life should be spirit-led. See, Paul tells us this in verses three and four of our passage. It has to be God. He says, and you show that you are a letter from Christ delivered by us, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. And such is the confidence that we have through Christ towards God. See, you are showing this letter to the world around us. You are showing this letter that God has written on your hearts through the power of the spirit of the living God. 
See, and what Paul is doing here is he's referencing the old covenant, the old way of living, the understanding of looking how, how God wrote these laws on these tablets. They were written out on stone. But now today, God, with the new covenant, writes this in our hearts through the power of God's spirit. It's a redemptive power. It's the difference between death and life. See, your life should be spirit-led See, and if you allow God to lead you through the power of his spirit, I guarantee you life change will happen. Change the power of God that lives in us. I want you to look at Ephesians chapter three. This is a, a great picture of this life change, of what happens when we allow God's spirit to lead us. In verses 16 through 19, it says that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you... Remember where it comes from. He may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. That you may be filled with the fullness of God. Isn't that a beautiful picture of life change right there? Look what God does for us. He grants us strength through the power of his spirit. Christ dwells in our hearts because of our faith in who he is. And we have the strength to comprehend what is the breadth, length, and height, and depth, and to know the love of Christ. And that love surpasses any knowledge, any understanding, anything that we can do on our own. It all comes through the fullness of God. See, there's a parallel between Ephesians 3 and our verses that we see here in 3 and 4 in 2 Corinthians. Paul shows us that, again, that God used ink on tablets so the world would know their sin. And now through Jesus, the new covenant, we see that he uses his spirit and he fills our hearts. He writes on our hearts this love letter, this letter to the world around us so that that we might be image bearers, that we might share this gift of grace, this gift of salvation. And the gift is affirmed by Paul to the church at Ephesus, to you and I today by showing us exactly how we can be changed through it. Again, we get strength through it. Jesus dwells in us. He changes us. He gives us understanding and we can rest in this beautiful love that God has offered us. It gives us a peace, an understanding, a knowledge of something that is greater than ourselves. Something that is greater than we can ever experience. I want to ask you this morning, does God's spirit dwell in you? Are you confident that the spirit of the living God is living in you and through you? Is your life a love letter led by the spirit? Well, I'll tell you, if it is, if you take that step to surrender your whole self to God, God's spirit will dwell in you. God's spirit will live in you and through you. And your changed life will change lives. Look at what he says in verses five and six. 
He says, not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything is coming from us, but our sufficiency is from God, who has made us sufficient to be ministers of a new covenant. See, it's not us, but God, who makes us sufficient to share this new covenant, this gift of hope, this gift of salvation. Not the letter, but of the, not, not of the letter, but of the Spirit, for the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. See, your life can bring life to those that you know. It can bring life to your children. It can bring life to your spouse, to your family, to all those that will come, all those that you will meet. See, this is why your life matters. It truly is. See, it's not for you only. It's for those that will will be a part of your life. It's for your spouse. It's, it's for your children. It's for your parents. I want to offer us this this morning. We talk about the gospel a lot. We, we share the good news of Jesus Christ. See, and we see in God's word, as, as we read and discover all the things that were written for us today. See, this is the word of God, the Bible that we open up. We see all of the things that transpired in many, many lives. We see the change that happened from the Old Testament to the New Testament. We see a whole lot of aspects of, of life change. And these words were written for us to read. But, but I, want, I wonder this morning... I wonder this morning, are we seeing it clearly? Are we seeing that not only were these words written down so that you and I might know, but the lives that were being changed, the witness that is shown us in this book that we call the Bible, the Word of God, the lives that are being changed, the evidence and the testimony of these lives, is that showing us and helping us to apply that to our own lives today? Are we taking the word of God and letting it change us into the people that God wants us to be? Are we living this out daily? I want to encourage you. I want to plead with you. Let God's word change you. Not just because Floyd says so, but because God says so. See, God's word is given to us so that it might change us. It might help us to understand the history, the, the story of God. And of God's people, those that walked with him faithfully, in faith, and the things that he did. And you'll see, you'll see the imperfections of those that walked with God. But you'll also see the life change that God did throughout the generations. And then you'll get to experience the life change that he wants to do in your life, in your kids' lives, and in your family's lives. See, again, Acts 2, 47 says, Praising God and having favor with all the people, the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. They had favor with all the people because their lives were changed. People could see the evidence of the life change and they wanted it. They wanted to experience it. They wanted to know this man, Jesus. You and I have that same opportunity. If we allow God to change our lives, we can help others' lives be changed. 
You know, I want to ask you this morning, is there someone in your life that you're hopeful that their lives will be changed? There's someone in your life right now, maybe that you know, that you, you work with, that you pray for, there's someone in your life that maybe you just say, I, I wish they would, they would come to know Jesus. I, I gotta imagine probably for every one of us, there's someone, whether it's a friend, a family member, a coworker, there's probably someone that we know that, that, that needs to experience Jesus, right? Am I right in saying that? Well, I wanna challenge us as the church. I wanna, I wanna challenge you personally. Before you can see the life change in their lives, I want to challenge you to ask God, what, what's in my life that I need to change? What, what is something that I need to do personally to, to, to bring about that change in that person's life? Because I'll tell you, that person will never change until he sees the change in your life. That, that person will never change until they see that change that God has done in your life. And it's not just by words. It's not just by telling them what they should do or how they should do it. See, because God tried that, right? He gave us the, the Ten Commandments and he said, hey, this is the way you should live. These are my commands for my people. And we see that it didn't go very well, did it? So Jesus had to send a witness. Jesus, God had to send a letter of love. And that letter came through Jesus Christ. And Jesus came and he, he lived it. He was the example of it. And he encouraged us. He commanded us. He says, this new command that I give to you to love one another as I have loved you. How do we do that? What's our next step in that? Well, I would say this morning that we let God's gift of salvation change us first. That's our first step. And that comes through an element of surrender. I want to close with this. 2 Corinthians 3.18, the very last verse of this passage. He says, And we all, with unveiled face, face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. See, God changes us. God will change us. You know, you and I probably can talk about a lot of great sermons, a lot of great teachings that we've heard. There's a lot of great pastors out there on the radio and on TV and that, that I love to listen to. But I tell you what, the greatest sermons that you'll ever hear, the greatest sermon that you will ever hear, the greatest sermon that I will ever hear is the sermon that I allow to change my life. See, because what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the reading of God's word, what was shared with me through a man, through a prophet, through a pastor, through a preacher, through a friend, and I'm going to apply it. I'm going to allow God to change me through it. You know, I heard years back, a gentleman by the name of Adrian Rogers. He's, he's not with us anymore. Great pastor. If you ever get a chance to listen to him, they still play his sermons online. You can just Google him, Adrian Rogers. He, he shared this message of love. What love is and what love does. And that's where I actually get that, not only from scripture, because that's where he got it from, 1 Corinthians 13, what love is and what love does. He shared this message of love 
that changed my life. And I'll tell you why it changed my life. Not because Adrian Rogers said it. Not because Adrian Rogers preached it. Simply for the fact of matter that I made that commitment that moment and that day as I was driving in my car, listening to the radio, that I was going to let God change me. That I was going to apply that message to my life. That I was going to seek God and ask him to help me love my family better. And that's what came out of that, is that, that I ask God every single day, help me to love my wife better. Help me to love them like they deserve to be loved, like they need to be loved. Because the truth of the matter is that love does something. Love is something. And the Bible teaches us exactly what it is. But you and I, we have to choose. We have to make the choice daily to love like God loves us. Are you ready to do that today? Are you ready to allow God to change your life? Because he's ready. I promise you that. Bible teaches us that we should not conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Peter says in one of the greatest sermons ever preached, next to Jesus' sermon in Matthew, he says in Acts 2, verse 38, he says, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of of the Holy Spirit. Peter saying, surrender your lives completely. Be baptized and receive the power of the only God, the one true God that can change your life from here to eternity. Will you pray with me? Father God, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for your love and for your grace. Father, my prayer this morning for us as your church is that, that your spirit has stirred our hearts, that you've spoken to us this morning. Father, that your voice is coming in and that we are hearing you and the things that, that you have for us, the things that you want to do in us, Father. The life change that, that you desire for us, for me personally, for those that are here. Father, it may be different for each and every person, but the truth is that you want to change us. Father, and that change comes through our surrender. Father, this morning, we, we bow with a posture of surrender. We, we open up our hands to you, Father, and we say, Father, take what you need to take. Remove from my life what you need to remove. And Father, fill, fill us with the things that you desire for us. Teach us and show us the things that you have for us. Father, from glory to glory with unveiled faces, transform us, change us, create in us the people that you desire us to be. Father, we surrender to you because great, great is your faithfulness. Father, we believe in you and we trust in you in every way. Lord, as we surrender our hearts and our lives to you, as we come to this moment where we ask you to transform us, to change us, Father, I pray that we would be a light to this world that this letter of love that you've written in our hearts would be a letter that we share in the world around us, that people would see our lives. They would see the change, Father, and they would ask questions. And Father, we would be ready to respond, that we would be prepared to, to share your story in our lives of the goodness, of the faithfulness, of the love and the hope that you've offered us.
that we would be bold to share that with them. Lord, thank you for this church. Thank you for this body of believers that loves you, that loves one another. Father, I pray your blessing upon us, that you would guide us, that you would hold us, that you would keep us, that we would seek grace and peace. Lord, we love you and we praise you and we do it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening and we pray you were blessed by today's message. You're invited to worship with us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. For directions and information about Soul Rio and our weekly events, please visit our website at soulrio.com. You may also contact us by phone at area code 505-792-8737 or email us at info at soulrio.com. At Soul Rio, we're a community of followers of Jesus Christ, committed to live by faith, to be known by love, and to be a voice of hope to our community. We invite you to go with us on this journey.